everybody's got to eat. And nobody likes getting sick. That's why heroes toil in the shadows, keeping your food safe at all points, from the supply chain to the point of sale. Join industry veterans Francine L. Shaw and Matt Ragusi for a deep dive into food safety. It all boils down to one golden rule. Don't eat poop. Don't eat poop. Hello, hello, Francine. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I am good. Are you hanging out with grandkids this week? Uh, my granddaughter. Your granddaughter? One of my granddaughters. I have two granddaughters and one grandson. My oldest granddaughter is spending the week with me. She spends the week with us one week every summer. And we look forward to it. We went to the zoo yesterday in Washington. Have not been there since my children were young. Really? Yeah. So like 20 years or more, probably more than 20 years. It's changed so much. It was um, very different. I'm not going to say bad, just very different. Like I was expecting to see, okay, so um, it used to be an incredible zoo. Incredible. Like there were polar bears there and there is this, were- Is this in DC, like Washington, yes. DC? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And grizzly bears and all these things that- you would never see anywhere else. And while it was really cool and we saw a lot of wonderful things that you wouldn't normally see, those exhibits aren't there anymore. You know, I guess, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of issues with zoos and, you know, the breeding programs and whatnot. I just was expecting her to be able to see some of those things and they, they're not there anymore, huh. which kind of surprised me. We had a really good time. We had a lot of fun. But I was just I was just shocked they weren't there. And it's so funny because we spent the day wandering around looking for this wallaby exhibit. And um, <laughs> it, it's not there. They had signs all over for this exhibit. And we wandered around looking hours looking for this wallaby <laughs> exhibit. Wait, wait, wait. So there were signs directing you to nowhere? Oh, yes. Turns out that um, there was this some type of horse that has replaced this exhibit and they covered some of the signs up with stickers directing you to this horse, ah. but not all of them. So some of them were, were directing you to the wallaby exhibit and others were directing you to the specific horse exhibit. And when we finally got there, Giselle noticed that, Hey, so <laughs> they've colored up, covered up the wallaby exhibit with this horse sticker. Why do you think they didn't do that <laughs> on all the signs? It's like, okay, so, well, it's because that employee didn't do their job well. <laughs> Wallaby be gone. Uh, so, so was it like a, was it like a sticky note that was on it? Or? <laughs> well, it was a, just a small square sticker on this sign, but anyway, yeah. we had a good time. 20,000 steps we did yesterday. <laughs> um, nice. 20,000 steps. Yeah. My feet. And my hips are feeling it because I swear to God, it was all uphill. I do. I feel like my dad, you know, when your, your parents told you that story about when they were in school and they walked uphill both directions, bare feet yeah, in the snow. snow, no snow, no bare feet. But I swear to God, it was all uphill. <laughs> well, and that's going to be hard because you always wear high heels. Well, I didn't. To the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you without heels. on. <gasps> Flip flops. Oh, that's good. That's better. It was flip flops. That's better. But we had fun. It was a lot of fun. So what do you have for us today? So mad. 
today, we are going to talk about the fact that they've reduced the acidity level of vinegar from 5% to 4%. I know. And this was, this is really cool because this was a LinkedIn. Someone posted this on LinkedIn. Yes, they did. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad she did. I think her name was Donna, maybe. Is that right? No, Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. I'm going to butcher her last name and I apologize. Wanda Colombi, Colombi, I believe is her name, director of quality, director of quality at Intrinsic Organics is who she is. And I'm glad she did because I can. They haven't this year, but I do. And I'm going to tell you, frankly, I would not have noticed that they did. I go buy vinegar. I wouldn't have noticed it. I yeah. would, I would have just grabbed the vinegar and been out of there. I would not have noticed. And I can guarantee you that there are a lot of people that aren't going to notice that. Before we get into this, though, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the vinegar, and we're going to talk about placentas, and what do they have in common? (laughs) Now I'm very curious on what they have in common. Stay stay tuned, people, because this is going to be a good one. Uh, How can they be in the same podcast? Only Matt, only Matt and I can do this. <laughs> and pull it off. <laughs> but I think it's interesting, uh, and I love this. And 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 this is one of those things that's that's um, awesome about LinkedIn, but kind of unfortunate about it being kind of a tool for insiders and other people don't really see it. But it's obvious that Wanda just took a picture of this, and we're going to have to link this podcast into this article that she posted, but she posted this and it's two different vinegars right next to each other. And one is 4% acidity or vinegar diluted to 4% acidity. And one is 5% acidity and just posted it on, on, on LinkedIn. It's a regular post. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we have to discuss this Francine. Like in the post, we have to discuss this on our podcast. So we have to post on that, um, the actual podcast for her to see. Yeah. So what is the, what is the difference and why is it so important, the difference between 5 and 4% acidity? Well, the acidity level, the preservation of the whatever it is that we're canning, that you need to have a certain pH to preserve the products. And if you don't, they're going to spoil. I mean, when right. you're making pickles, you know, your pickles are going to go bad and people are going to end up getting sick from the products that, you've, that they've canned because they're not going to be shelf stable. They're going to be expecting those products to be shelf stable and they're not going to be shelf stable. And it was, I found it, you know, interesting that, you know, one of the gentlemen on here said that, you know, there are three tools that a serious cook needs to have a pH meter, a gram balance, and an instant read thermometer. And while that's great, and I agree with that, people that are home canning don't have these tools. They just, they just don't. Um, Most of them are lucky to have a thermometer. I mean, I have a thermometer, most of the people I know in my immediate family have thermometers because I've gifted a lot of thermometers. But typically people don't have, a lot of people just don't have thermometers. They don't realize the importance of them. I can assure you that they don't have, I don't have those other tools in my home. I don't have them. So most people that are home canning don't have them. They're following the instructions in their canning books or their pressure cannings or what canners or whatever it is that they're using. So serious cook, if we're working in a factory or a manufacturing, whatever, they're using all the proper equipment. 
but like I said to you before we started this, and I don't even know if I, I might've even said it since we started speaking, I go to the grocery store and I grab the vinegar that I need. I'm not going to notice that they've changed this from 4% to 5%. My personality isn't the type that's picking up the vinegar and reading the labels. It's like, oh, that's white vinegar. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to take it home and I'm going to use it. 100%. They should be labeling this vinegar saying that- They do label it, but they, it should be bigger. But I mean, saying that it may say 4% and it may change, say 5%, but it should have an additional- warning or something on there saying that, hey, if you're using this for home canning, you need to take note. You know what I mean? Right. Or or just say not not to be used for home it, canning. It should say something on there other than the percentage of acidity on there. Right. Because people aren't going to, they know, they know that this is being used for home canning. Right. And I liked what you wrote on there too. Someone asked, why would they change it from 5% to 4%? And you were like, uh, money? Well, that was me. It's like, why'd they do this? And then so I thought, well, you know, I need to find the answer to that question because clearly I have the ability to do that and I know where to look. That's the kind of question somebody's going to ask me. <laughs> so I probably should find the answer to this question before people are like, okay, so um, <laughs> why would they do this? So it, it's money. That's why they did it. It's it's money. Right. Because if you dilute it to to 4%, it's going to be less. You could have more of the active ingredients, more of the acidity uh, to spread around to more containers. So absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I, I so I can't can because I do foster care. I actually literally cannot do canning. Or if I do canning, I can't feed it to any of my children, which defeats the purpose of canning. So back up. You're not allowed to do any canning at all? Nope. Well, let me let me rephrase. Well, I'm not supposed to do any canning at all. But really, the issue is I'm not supposed to feed my children anything that I can. There's a whole lot of rules. My house has a gate basically everywhere. Um, we're supposed to do a fire drill every single month. We do a fire drill every single month. And I, I joke to um, our social workers that uh, due to all the gates, we did the fire uh, drill, but everybody died because... <laughs> It takes like forever to get anywhere. Probably not a good joke given what happened to the poor people in Maui. That was insane, crazy. I could not imagine that happening in my neighborhood. But uh, yeah, we have we have gates everywhere. Our house is like probably the safest house you could possibly have just because of all the rules of foster care. But yeah, we're not allowed to can. You're not allowed to can because of the potential of foodborne illness. The risk. The risk, yeah. And they don't really care. They're not like, oh, Matt, yes, you are a food safety expert. So therefore, we're going to give you a pass. No, they're not going to do Well, that. no, the rules are the rules. So once you set the rules. one precedent, you know, you have to set precedents all over the place. Right. Yeah. We, we talk about this with um, that country music singer who actually is on all the charts right now. Is it Jelly Roll? Right. Do what? you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, anyway, he's a singer. He has a felony. And he's turned his life around. So he's a real popular singer right now. And he wanted to buy a house in an area. People are going to think we're crazy. We're really off topic now. Anyway, he wanted to buy a house in a community that was a gated community. It was a golf course property. He had all the paperwork. Everything was done. He made a mistake when he was a kid. He's turned his life around. He's doing really, really well. He can't go on a world tour because he was convicted felon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't able to buy a property in this area because he's a convicted felon. And it's like, 
kind of feel bad. But on the other side of it, you know, you set that precedent, you let in one convicted felon, then yeah. where where do you draw that line? I'm, I'm glad we were able to bring convicted felons into botulism for foster care. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point is, the, the, the precedent thing is where I was going. It's like, it's like, you know, he's going into prisons and he's talking to people that are prisoners and he's doing really well. And, you know, it's just like it just it almost seems as shame that if people can be rehabilitated. So I tell my kids all the time, what you choose to do now could affect your future. Oh, it absolutely can. Positively and negatively. So anyway, back to the botulism in the can. Which is, which is also the case of this. If you accidentally grab the 4%... <laughs> That could negatively affect your future if you consume the product. Uh, yeah, not good. Because there's, I mean, canning is a lot of work. I remember doing that as a kid and it's a lot of work. You're going through and you are, you know, a lot of times people who can are buying product in bulk or they're gardening and they're preserving their products from gardening and just reaching down and grabbing the wrong gallon of white vinegar could have ruined everything. Well, it is. It, it is a tremendous amount of work. There's sense. I used to can a lot. I don't anymore, but I used to can a lot and I enjoy canning. And we live in an area where there's a lot of hunting and I used to can deer meat, a lot of deer meat. And um, <laughs> I can remember one year, I'm, pressure cookers terrify me, but I used to use a pressure cooker and it was one of the old pressure cookers with the little knob that jiggles. And I worked in a restaurant. I worked crazy hours. And I can remember, I came home one night. I wanted to finish this, this deer meat. And my God, I laid down for just a second and I fell asleep. And that thing blew up. Oh, it blew up. The knob blew off. I had deer meat hanging from my flipping kitchen <laughs> ceiling. And I had in the 80s that popcorn ceiling was a thing. So I had a popcorn ceiling in my kitchen with canned deer meat shreds wow. <laughs> from my kitchen ceiling. What a freaking mess that was. You, you remember, like, I don't know, like, this is a super old movie, but remember Tremors? That, that Tremors? movie, like, yeah. 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 Reba, I think Reba McIntyre, was she in that movie? I think so, yeah. And yeah. it would explode all these tremors all over the place. And then the the, the that it, it, you basically created a, a setting for a horror flick in your house. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, I, I heard that thing went out in the kitchen. And <laughs> stuff was just, oh, it was awful. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants to deal with that at any time, let alone like one or two o'clock in the morning. It was awful. Okay. If, if your husband believed that you and I just, um, have a lot of fun during these podcasts over the aspartine one. I can only imagine his opinion of this. One. <laughs> okay. So I think, I think we should move on to the next one. Speaking of spouses, because this one was, was headed to you and I on by my wife, be aware if you're canning or doing anything with vinegar, really, and you're utilizing vinegar as a disinfectant, probably the price of the four and the 5% are, I'm guessing identical or different based on cents, not dollars. It says here that cheaper to make 4% vinegar because it contains more water, sell it cheaper than 5%. Happy to surprise out to find that your vinegar price didn't go up that much, except right. that it might not be the same strength of vinegar. Right. It, it, so so it's, it's pennies. It, it's pennies. So grab the 5% because it's going to be much different. Yeah, it's just it's a huge, huge difference in terms of in terms of quality 
and what you want to use it for. You want that extra percent of acidity. So be yeah. aware, grab the 5%. Uh, speaking of which, a very appetizing secondary conversation is... Oh, my. People are <laughs> eating placentas. Who does this? I think it's been happening for a while, actually. I think this was uh, something that was going on, actually, when when my, when my Tracy and I were having our babies. Well... Well, must have been around the same time that Melissa was having her children. Well, and my daughter, actually, my granddaughter's Giselle's the same age. Pickled placentas, maybe the vinegar. Can we get the vinegar? <laughs> Pickled placenta. <laughs> I, I guess in theory, it could actually work. My thought was like, well, my first thought was, what temperature do you cook this to? But then I discovered when I first saw them lay this thing out and it looked like a piece of liver, I'm like, don't spit that drink out. Your <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, what are they doing? And not much bothers. I mean, come on. I've worked in restaurants. I do health inspections. I've Not much bothers me. But when I see them roll this thing out on the counter and they're starting to slice it up in cubes like we're making beef stroganoff. I'm like, what is going on here? Do, do we have a recipe? <laughs> do we have a recipe? What are we doing? Like, like, is this going to be like a Better Homes cookbook? <laughs> I can't deal with this. I mean, all right. So, so let's let's get the context of this because my wife was telling me about this this weekend, and so she starts shooting me these, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Tracy, you have to send this to the group text. So we have a group thread, my wife Francine and I. And, uh, and so she sends it over to Francine and it, you, you didn't even like open it up and no, look at it. I until... it was junk. I didn't even realize <laughs> who it was coming from. I start getting this crap about this. I'm like, what is this? I thought it was somebody that follows us. It's sending me this garbage. And I'm like, what is this? And then like a day or two ago, I'm like, this is from like Matt and Tracy. And I'm like, is this for real? So then I open it up and I look at it and I'm like, my God, people are really doing this is legitimate. <laughs> yes. This, this is, people have lost their flipping minds. Okay. Okay. All right. Before we judge, we should probably give context. So people who have babies. I'm not, I don't mean to judge. I'm just like. No, no, no. I don't mean to judge right after I said people have lost their flipping minds. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so after having a baby, a placenta comes out, right? And then people are saving this placenta and uh, are are doing interesting things with it. Usually, I would say probably ninety nine percent of the placentas are bagged up in the hospital, and they go into whatever bio waste trash the hospital has, and it's. It dealt with however it was hospital. Think about, wait, wait a minute. Think about what you just said. Bio trash. Yes. Yes. Because it's it's it, like any bloody thing, it's going to end up in bio trash, right? So then, uh, but I don't know. It's probably been going on for a very long time. But over the last, I would say, 20 years, it's kind of grown in popularity, particularly with like umbil saving umbilical cords for genetic type of diseases and stuff like that that may come up or, or needing it to be added for brainstem stuff, whatever. Umbilical cord, I think, also helped grow this. I don't want to know if I'll call it fad, but like consuming your own placenta. Did okay? I bag? 
I don't want to judge, but I'm gagging. <laughs> and then, so there are a myriad of different ways at which people are consuming their yes. placenta. And so this could be a home cooking thing, which we saw some videos on TikTok. And, oh, and by the way, thank you, TikTok, for providing such great <laughs> resources. Oh my gosh, your face right now, Francine. Such a great resource on the different ways at which you can process a placenta. But I think more importantly, which is what Tracy was like, oh my gosh, you have got to have this on your show is aspiring entrepreneurs, one might say, like on Etsy or whatever, however they run their business, are providing a service to provide the placenta in myriad ways at which other people can consume it. And a lot of times like it's being done in putting into pill form. So freeze drying it or powdering it some way and putting it in pill form and sending you the pills. But what my wife was like, this, this TikTok, this lady, did you see that where she put a sticky note on the woman's item that it was supposed to be used for? And my wife is like, what happens if the sticky note falls <laughs> and gets mixed up? And it's just a bowl. And this woman is doing it in, like in her kitchen. So I so, did see that. I did see that. Yeah. She's processing somebody else's or multiple people's placentas in her own kitchen. So th if this is your thing, I know we're making fun of it now, but if this is your own thing, cool. I would just make sure that you know the kitchen at which that placenta is being processed. The kitchen? Where'd it come from? <laughs> How do we get to the kitchen? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> There's steps between where it came from in the kitchen, unless somebody gave birth in the kitchen and we just pulled it out and flopped it up <laughs> on the counter. I mean, this is a problem. What's how's the FDA feel about this? I, I'm guessing this falls under the radar. Um, this would probably fall under uh, cottage rules. I'm going to bet that it doesn't because I'm going to bet that it falls into the TSC items. It probably needs temperature control. Oh, yeah, 100%. So um, oh, yes. I'm going to think that may not fall into cottage items. <laughs> I don't know. Can you, can you imagine being the bureaucrat that receives the application for license of this process and product? Can Frank and Bill talk about this? Can we give them a call? <laughs> Get their opinion. I like how you were just like naming off Frank Giannis and Bill Marler and just like Frank and Bill, like these guys next door. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I know you guys are super busy, you know, like trying to alter the world and all that <laughs> stuff. But can you uh, chime in on uh, home cooking a placenta? <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing you have better things to do. Right? So, Let's be honest. Without judgment, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues. So I've I've watched this happen a few times. Because I have many children. You watched what happened? Uh, somebody eating a placenta, or what? No, 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 no. You were asking where this comes from. Oh. <laughs> so you know, after the baby's delivered, all this stuff. I, I would say that the the process of of the placenta delivery is probably the, not the most sanitized thing to begin with. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then how do you again back to what you were saying? Temperature control. 
Like, are you mailing this to the person who's going to be processing this for you in... UPS? <laughs> or USPS? <laughs> do you get insurance for it? Like, do you... Do you how do you quantify the cost of this? Pickled it in 5% vinegar and canned it, I guess, and shipped it out. You know, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, so if this is your thing, I don't know. If this is your thing... I would look on TikTok for your own recipes as opposed to shipping it out. TikTok is not the best place to go for recipes, Matt. Ragushi. Well, no, no, no. TikTok is a great place to go for recipes. It's not a great place to go for food safety advice. But yeah, there's a lot of good recipes on there. So I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It kind of is, though, like right up there with Silence of the Lambs. You know, it's like this goes very good with a glass of Chianti. That we're going to agree on. <laughs> I just had a, I just got a clearer visual of Annabelle Lecter flashed right before my face. Yeah. Boy, what have we covered here? We have covered. So I have to really, I have to really think before I say this, because my husband is a joke. He says Tootsie Roll instead of Jelly Roll. It's a joke. He's such a goofball. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's he's he's just a goofball. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for uh, giving us some insight into whatever that was. <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> he's just funny. Anyway, I, you know what? I can I can see our audience being like, you know, I don't really learn much from this, but it's one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> so we've covered this music artist. We've covered consuming placenta. We've covered the four versus five percent. That that was important. That was important. We don't want people getting sick from canning. That was very, very important. And I don't even know if they would get sick. I mean, they would get sick if they consumed it, but it probably would have processed. They're it using it to can. It's not going to. Yes, no. No, no. So, so when you opened it up, there probably would be. It probably would smell. Well, it's only one percent. It would still. You might not be able to tell by smelling it. Mm, that's true. That's true. So you could eat it, and it might not even taste any different. Yeah, that's the hard part is when it's one of those silent killers and then you're like, yeah, yeah. And when you're canning food for your family and you have a difference in 1% and you get everybody sick, I mean, that's the whole family sick, right? It's not like one person helping to take care of the other ones. No, no. Everybody's sick. Oh, no. When you're that kind of sick, you're sick. You don't you're want sick. to help anybody else. <laughs> no, no. That's like, a, I can't even raise my head up off the pillow. Yeah. Can barely make it to the bathroom need a bucket by the bed, kind of sick. I think I even told you this. Right before we started filming the podcast, my whole entire house ended up with either food poisoning or some sort of flu or something like that. It was hell. God allowed me to be the last person to get sick. I still got sick, but I was the last one. My wife was one of the first people. So it was like her and then everybody started dropping in the family and I had to ha handle everything. And then I got sick. And by the time I got sick, everybody was just weak. You know, they were done being sick, but they were just weak. And so I had to handle it by myself, but I was like, okay, good. Please see y'all later. But yeah, it was not good. Yeah. It's not like food poisoning. is not a good thing. No, particularly when there's like 14 people all sick. Luckily we have a myriad of different toilets. So it was fine, but this, this one's gone way downhill. This is, bathroom, the toilet's it. right beside the bathtub. So it's like, <laughs> You're that sick. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, 
which is which is that made me think of Neuroman and that food safety news just jacked your Neuroman again. They've Neurovirus done it man. Times. It's like, well, there he is again. Yes. Hey. And it's so funny when you and I go back and forth on that because Melissa Francine's assistant showed her that, and then she was going to tell, show me it. She went on to the text thread to show it to me, and I'd already posted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always so excited when he shows up randomly, you know, all over the world because he's our creation. So. And I've not trademarked it, which I should. I think I told you like 10 years ago you had a trademark. You created it. He needs to be, Noro Man needs to be trademarked, but he's definitely mine. So that was exciting. Well, that image is on our logo. It's the top of our logo. Yeah. Sickness coming from both ends. Not good. Spewing vomit and diarrhea. Get the good, get the good vinegar. Yes. Okay. On that note, don't eat poop. Thank y'all. Bye.